that was probably the probably their most sales that they've ever gotten. And like our last episode, uh, better with guns. Better. Uh, so Mario is better with guns. Better with. Guns. I mean, they gave they gave Ryu a gun in Fortnite, and that that turned out okay. Look, man, these video game characters—they are strong advocates for the Second Amendment. Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel podcast about games, entertainment, life, a little bit of everything in between. With me today, my good buddy Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I am wearing uh, my Bucky's T-shirt that is United States themed because we are very close to America's birthday. Uh, this is as close as we're going to get. Uh, before America's birthday in a couple of days. So I wanted to go ahead and begin the festivities early. How are you, Joe? Well, doing all right. I'm glad to see, I'm glad that you're here. And unlike last year, you're not in trouble with the law for lighting M80s in the gas station parking lot. I mean, I understand. Allegedly. Fun, but... Allegedly. <laughs> uh, I mean, Texas does what it wants, right? So I figured it's okay. Actually, uh, I mean, as far as fireworks are concerned, so Texas is very dry a lot of the time. We have gotten some pretty good amount of rain recently, which is which is always great. Um, but Texas is still pretty dry, so I'm pretty sure there's always a firework ban pretty much everywhere. At least that's what I've heard, but... But like, uh, but I've seen several fireworks stores, so I don't really know what I don't really know how that that works. But anyway, it's probably like Arkansas, where it's like you can buy the alcohol, you just can't, you know, drink it out elsewhere or bring it across the lines. Yeah, Texas is Texas is, uh, you know, version of a dry county is probably probably is like the fireworks. Arkansas's alcohol is Texas's fireworks, is what I'm trying to say. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I, that's what I heard. I haven't really bought fireworks here. There's always a bunch of fireworks shows, but you know they're professionally done and they're in big urban areas with lots of you know, uh, uh, fire rescue stuff like that. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't even know. I don't even know if I, I don't even have any plans for for Fourth um, of July um, last. Last year, I did something downtown, and I took I took a wrong turn going home because I went directly toward my home, and I got stuck in like an hour and a half worth of traffic. It was a nightmare. So I'm kind of a I'll bit half expecting to be like I took a wrong turn and wound up in Houston or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be the worst of all of all things. Uh, not because it would take that long to get to Houston, but because it's Houston. Um, yeah, I, I no, it's all it's all Dallas to me. It doesn't matter. Um, what? Never, what? Other than driving through, I've actually never enjoyed Texas. Uh, like, as in, I've never stopped to enjoy it. I so, just, it's always just a state I've had to drive through. Let me just explain Texas to you really quickly. So we really have to. Yes, we really have to. Because I have a question for you at the end. So there's basically three major cities and Austin, at least in the, you know, the like I-35 Texas line. So there's Dallas and then Austin and then San Antonio. Um, and then we have to veer off, but then you go to like Houston. I guess you can kind of count Corpus Christi in that, but nobody really does. So like people from Houston 
like Houston, but nobody else likes Houston. Um, so I was wondering, what is Illinois' Houston? Is it Chicago? Chicago's just Chicago. There's nothing else other than everything's a suburb of Chicago. So in the whole state, I, mean, <laughs> I guess the state's not a, not as big as Texas, but I don't know. I would have thought there'd be something. Uh, it was pretty funny during the uh, the last election. Uh, someone had a really good meme of you know the entire state being you know because the entire state pretty much votes red, and then yeah. Cook County votes blue. And it just showed a train plowing through a school bus and the school bus being the state of Illinois and then Cook County being the train. Uh, because, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, um, that's pretty good. Whatever, whatever Cook County wants is like it, it, it changes whatever the state is. Um, but, yeah, it's so many. People. I don't know. I ha- I'm not originally from here, so it's just, I don't know, Chicago, Chicago. It's it's good enough where you go, but you just be smart about it you know everyone's like oh yeah everyone's afraid about getting shot i'm like dude just go where the tourists go don't start adventuring on your own if you don't know the area and yeah you should be fine um but i i'm in i'm in the burbs anyway so don't effing matter okay (laughs) anyway i was just wondering i guess uh it doesn't really equate but yeah anyway so how you doing man uh could be doing better if it wasn't for the uh the fires in Canada completely, uh, you know, polluting our airs here. I mean, uh, it's just like it reminds me of uh, early L.A. in the 90s because it's like really hazy as crap outside. Uh, you know, like kids can't play outside. And like it's, you know, you got to stay in, guys, because uh, it's literally hazardous to breathe in over long periods of time. If you're running, you're running around, uh, you know, luckily my kids don't have any lung problems, but I have some friends who their kids are a little more sensitive and yeah, it's not really good. So hopefully we all get some rain. Uh, some areas are starting to get to it. And for the last couple of days, it was just uh, that those numbers have been climbing for you know, how poor the uh, air conditions are, but it's finally starting to drop down a little bit. So hopefully by the weekend um, it'll be in acceptable ranges because that way, People can enjoy the festivities over the you know over this weekend. Uh, yeah, man, I've and that should about be that. fun. I mean, because like a lot of people like to do camping, uh, they're setting up a you know carnivals all around and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that a lot of people get to go out and have some fun. And I'm hoping the uh, fires in Canada get to a you know get managed soon because I mean, well, it was Australia a couple of years ago, California all year round, uh, and then you got you know. Uh, Canada's all over, man. So hopefully, yeah, Canada's right. a, a new one, uh, at least to me. Uh, my my dad and stepmom are going up north uh, to Michigan, and they're kind of leery of of what's going on as far as like the fires and stuff are concerned. So, so yeah, I mean, it's not really not really gonna affect them as far as the fire goes, but the uh, but the smoke is is an issue. Yeah, I feel for you guys, man. It's uh. It's rough up there right now. Yeah. Uh, I made a joke to a couple of buddies who are uh, avid smokers, and I'm like, just rip off the filters and then just breathe through the filter, and then you, you can pretty much get the same effect of smoking, right? Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's cheaper in the long run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just not as much nicotine in those Canadian trees. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, uh, like I said, outside of that, things are um, things are building up for the weekend. So, you know, we... 
Um, my community does a good Fourth uh, of July show, and the fireworks are just beyond like the tree line to behind my house, so I can just sit on my driveway and just watch them. Um, and yeah, that's that should be you know that's usually our routine. We invite some friends over and just enjoy the show from there. Uh, don't have to beat the don't have to deal with the crowd. Don't have to put up picnic blankets or anything like that. You know, stake our plot beforehand. We're just no, we're good. We'll walk. We're in walking distance to a carnival and grab the food do a couple rides come back and just chill that's cool man that's great all right well let's see since last time we we talked uh we missed the uh nintendo direct that came out and so that's going to be a majority of our news here and yeah you you put pretty much put down a lot of the major well looks like everything but we're just gonna briefly go over the um uh, some of the stuff that we don't find as uh, exciting and talk a little bit more about what you do. So, all right, uh, you lead us off. Yeah, so uh, first up, um, I, guess, I guess my thing would be, or my, my idea would be to just kind of go ahead and mention everything, but really just uh, stick to the high high notes as far as what we actually go in depth on. Um, first, first thing that came up was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Area Zero, some paid DLC. Um, so, yeah, if you're into Pokemon, I guess that's that's for you. Uh, but the next thing that came up um, was Sonic Superstars, which is a 2.5D Sonic game. Um, looks pretty good. Uh, what was it, Sonic? What was that that uh, that uh, remake that came out a couple years ago? Uh, Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania, yeah. So this looks um, kind of like that, but maybe a little bit uh, better, I guess, in some ways. Um, I'm curious how they're doing the multiplayer on this one because anyone who's played the original uh, Sonic games where you have play as Tails, uh, you always, you know, the moment uh, Sonic gets off screen, you get left in the dust. And so unless if they do somehow split oh, yeah. screen it, like if you separate, I'm not really sure how they're going to keep everyone together. Unless if they're, you know, because if you're sharing, doing couch co-op, it's going to be a disaster. Uh, the moment someone misses a bumper or something or d- doesn't hit their jump right. Uh, so I'm just curious how they're going to do it. Are they going to make you automatically like teleport to the front? Or are they going to, uh, you know, like if, if everyone has their own console, then yeah, everyone can go at their own pace and have their own screen. But split screening it uh, might be a way to do it for two people. But if you're that's the only way to me. Four, that's you know, yeah. I mean, that's the only, only way to me. Like, you have to split screen it. Uh, there's just because it's like because I remember what you're talking about from the old games, and it's like, why am I even here? You know, <laughs> like, uh, why did I like? There's there really wasn't a a good multiplayer kind of system with that part. Yeah. I do remember some. So of, some if you do if you do like a divinity thing, like. Uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, all I can think of is if they do something like the Divinity games, where it's uh, when you're together, it's one giant screen, and the moment you split far enough apart, then it, it divides the screen. Uh, that would make sense. Uh, I, we have the technology, it should be capable, but at the same time with the game this fast, I don't know how jarring that would be. It's like, how far away do you have to be before you split it? And then like the moment you get it together, all of a sudden you're like splitting, you're rejoining, it's going to mess everyone up. So it's yeah, kind of I'm, uh, I'm a not weird one. I'm not sure how they're going to the, how they're going to figure it out, but it looks like a, you know, legit Sonic game, um old school, but but uh but souped up to new graphics and stuff. So I was like, "Okay, it looks kind of cool." So I don't 
probably won't play it, but it uh, was interesting to me at least. Yeah, uh, Sonic Mania, I played a little bit of that when it came out, and it was fun. Uh, just, I also realized I don't think I'm that into Sonic games anymore. I was more interested in, like, the bonus stages, because when, being a kid when it came out, I had no idea really how what the qualifiers were for that. And they were so punishing, like, the moment you screwed up one time, it, like, ejected you from the bonus stage, and you're like, so you were, it was always trying to master those. It was a fun challenge, but it just getting to it was so frustrating. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm just, it's one of those things that I remember it as a nostalgia factor. I'm not really big into Sonic anymore as far as uh, that style of game. So, all right. What do you got next on this? Next, uh, uh, Palia, which is a free to play adventure sim. Looked, looked okay, I guess. Um, yeah, it reminded me of like a Rune Quest kind of deal or something like that. It was just uh, because it, you had your you can do your farming sim, you can do your house building, but you can also be like hunting monsters or so, or like animals or something like that. And it, they had they mentioned you can have um, like multiplayer or you can meet up with other players in the world. So it kind of reminded me of like their kind of free to play MMO ish kind of thing or like you know a living adventure world. So I'm like that would kind of be fair or like a fun thing for, you know, a small number of people to do. Cause I don't know how big their lobbies are going to be or anything like that. So I don't think they can do anything too extensive. I don't, I just don't believe in Nintendo uh, when it comes to that. So I believe, I believe they can do like a small network of people, but you know, from what I've seen from like other games, like animal crossing and how they do that stuff, I'm like, Ugh. so maybe like four or five people, you know, 10 at most, maybe. I'm like, but that would that wouldn't be bad just being able to play with uh, a small group of people and having like a shared town or something like that. I think that'd be okay. It sounds fun, yeah. It sounds like it'd be all right. Um, next up, a little bit more interesting to me, Persona 5 Tactica, Persona 5 Tactics game. Um, seemed okay. It seemed uh, the, the art style seemed uh, like a little chibi, a little bit, uh, a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit less serious uh compared to the the main game but it's a tactics game so i, I don't know that that kind of piqued my interest slightly but i'll probably be passing it up too did you see this at all yeah they actually mentioned this game originally at either i can't remember if it was the xbox event or if it was uh just the games fest original reel and so that's when they first mentioned it and yeah you, you're right the the chibi characters they remind me of the Persona uh, Q series that came out for uh, 3DS, I think it was. And I never got the chance to play those because I didn't own a 3DS. Uh, so I just kind of skipped those entirely. But those were just more your dungeon crawlers, if I remember correctly. But this one's a straight-up tactics game, and that's a neat twist. I just am not the biggest fan of Persona 5. And they're yeah. really taking these characters as far as they can go, yeah. uh, which... Hey, good on them. They have a good franchise there, but they're kind of feeling like they're Final Fantasy seven ing this thing, where it's like, we're just going to make a bunch of in-game universe stuff, and uh, that's fine. It's just, you know, kind of not for me, because I'm you're, not the biggest fan of those characters. You're so. right. There is something to be said about, like, protecting the, the, the IP and, like, making it seem kind of rare and valuable. Like... I mean, Nintendo does this with like Zelda and stuff. They they don't really do a whole lot of offshoots and and this and that. They do some, but but not a whole lot. And they're and they're they're pretty careful with that even still. Um, Mario as well. 
Metroid, you know, stuff like that. They, they, they try to be really careful with that stuff. And it is getting, it is getting a little willy nilly on the persona five characters landing in, in every other thing. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, next up myth force, which is a kind of a Saturday morning cartoon style, uh, adventure RPG. Um, I think action adventure RPG. I think there's some swinging of swords and stuff like that in there. Um, kind of looked interesting, interesting aesthetic. Um, it's probably not going to do too much. I think in, in the way of, uh, new, you know, game, game mechanics, stuff like that. But, uh, the idea, but if, but even if it just does that stuff kind of normally, um, the aesthetic alone makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. It has the art style that like reminiscent of, um, you know, the old, uh, like D and D cartoon or something like that, uh, or the old He-Man or something like that. That they, uh, so it's it's well done. Uh, it also though because they they straight up are trying to do a throwback to the Saturday morning cartoons. It reminds me of the uh, uh, the little indie game that came out uh, a, quite a while ago. Now it was uh, Saturday morning RPG, mm. and you know like that had a lot of nostalgic throwbacks and stuff like that. It was it was super cheap, but and it was. It was fun for what it was, uh, but yeah, it's just you know this will scratch an itch for people. Uh, I'm probably not going to touch it, but then again, I'm not the biggest. Uh, I don't have the biggest time for RPGs or like anything like that. So yeah, that, this one it doesn't really look like it's going to command my attention, at least. But it's it was interesting uh, to look at. Uh, next up, there was an announcement for Splatoon Three Splatfest. Uh, I think it was uh, mint ice cream, strawberry ice cream, and vanilla ice cream. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I know, no chocolate. Um, I, I actually just the moment they're like, "This is going to be a you know like a sweet you know." I'm like, "Yeah, I just skipped it." I'm like, "All right, I don't play Splatoon," so I'm like, "Yeah, I don't care." That uh, is completely fair. Um, so if you're just Splatoon, then you can do that. Uh, next up, there was a uh, there's a new. Detective Pikachu game, Detective Pikachu Returns. Um, so yeah, that should be uh, if you're into that. I mean, people really like that game, right? Uh, the game and the movie uh, both did way better than expected. Uh, I still love when the movie came out and someone did a um, they did a Danny DeVito voice uh, splicing for the ads, and it was that was amazing. And like that's that's the Detective Pikachu we need. Yeah, that's uh, what we should have had. Yeah. So, you know, this fingers crossed that uh, if they ever make a sequel, you you can do that one because you know Ryan Reynolds is now you know like they they've ran that course. But no, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that. Oh, uh, it's just I didn't play the last one. Once again, I I stepped away from Nintendo for a long while. Uh, the last I owned the Wii and the DS, or like the the OG DS Lite, and then DS Lite. Yeah. So from that, I went to that to the Switch. Mm. So I missed the Wii U. I missed the 3DS iteration and the DSi. So uh, yeah, uh, I've missed a lot of the middle library there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next up, we have uh, one of the heavy hitters of the of the announcement: uh, Super Mario RPG, the remake. Yeah, this. This is super exciting for me. Uh, despite me saying I don't have time for RPGs, I will make time for this one because it's a huge nostalgia factor for me. It is one of the 
especially for the Super Nintendo, one of the best uh, action RPG, you know, like the game mechanics were just amazing. And it was kind of kind of changed the uh, playing field a lot. I mean, and since then, they, they had made a lot of the uh, Mario and Luigi like Superstar Saga and a couple of, you know, like other games that followed suit with this game mechanics. Uh, but having oh, this, the gameplay was just blew you away when you first played the game. Uh, and especially when I was in like, I think I was in elementary school. I was just like, yeah, you time your attacks, you can do extra damage, you can do extra combos, chain things. And it was like, it was just well above and beyond anything. And it was Squaresoft. Uh, Squaresoft made this with Dang, Nintendo. Dang, wow, man. Back in the day. Um, yeah, I remember when my cousin got this. He's a little older than me. And uh, he played it, and I watched him play a good little bit of it. And I was always just blown away by by how cool it looked. Um, uh, it's really great that they're, that they're remaking this. Um, it looks good. It looks like a pretty faithful remake. Uh, everything seems to kind of be recreated um, in, uh, in a more 3D kind of uh, environment. And colors look great, but it also looks like uh, it's going to play really well. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to add anything, if they're going to do anything a little different. Um, I don't really mind either way. But uh, it definitely, it this is one that I will probably pick up. We'll we'll see. But uh, but it's, it's definitely higher on my list. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for it. It's something that uh, a lot of people have been asking to be remade for a while now because it's a classic, and uh, they don't have to change anything to it uh, so long as they just up the sound, up the visuals, and you can mostly leave everything else you know true to form. And I think it's great. I mean, the game had New Game Plus. Uh, it was, it was like I said, leaps and be like leaps and bounds above most other RPGs, and it was still held to such a high standard afterwards. Well, uh, I mean, you're talking about like peak Nintendo and peak SquareSoft, you know, coming together at the same time. So there's kind of no wonder it was a really great game, especially it has Mario in the name. So Nintendo was probably like, hey, this has got to be freaking good, and SquareSoft is like, well, we're good at making rpgs so let's get it done i mean the uh how was it the penny arcade uh penny arcade uh rain slick precipice of darkness uh one and two were modeled after this game the style gameplay wow. uh so where you where you can do extra damage uh if you time your attacks it, um with the correct uh, beat or press and you can also deflect or do dodges uh, depending when the enemy attacks and you time it just right so that was such a you know phenomenal gameplay uh, so yeah i totally recommend uh if you want a uh if you want something similar uh it, those are uh, that's a little harder to get though you have to get it on i don't know if they have it on anything else i have it on the 360 uh you know it's like it was the marketplace so they might have it still available for any retro buy, but honestly, I haven't seen it in a long time. I know Steam had it for a little bit. Uh, book three and four completely changed game styles. They went to a uh, like an eight sixteen bit um, Final Fantasy old school like RPG setup in that one. So they actually went backwards, and so I never got to play those because it just kind of took me by surprise, and I wasn't really that interested in it um, because the first two games played so phenomenally. Uh, but yeah, Super Mario RPG. Uh, this this is something that I'm glad they're doing. 
All right, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, did a little, and then the next thing, I did a little tease on uh, a new Princess Peach game. Uh, didn't really say too much about it. Showed a little bit of a kind of a, not really, I guess, not really a cinematic, but not really gameplay either. Um, so, yeah, that's a little thing they mentioned. We'll find out more later. Yeah, they're making her on a stage, so it kind of is a throwback to um, Super Mario 3, because that whole thing's supposed to be a stage play as well, um, hence mm-hmm. the curtains and stuff. And yeah, uh, they just really kept it bare minimum. And she, she had a transforming dress, so there you go. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if this is going to be uh, for like little kids or if it's going to be. I, we have no. I just have no idea what this is going to be, but. Um, it's, well, it's a Mario game. It's accessible. It's the accessibility is, you know, uh, if we can't handle it, there's something wrong with us. <laughs> well, there's definitely so. that. There's definitely that. Um, all right. So next up, uh, they're bringing uh, Batman Arkham collection to the switch. Uh, so I guess uh, I didn't really wasn't paying attention to this, uh, but is this all three games? Or is this yeah, just... it's supposed to be all it's supposed to be all three games. Uh, There's four, course, everyone... but yeah. <laughs> uh, the 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 base the core trilogy. Okay, uh, the yeah. fourth one was not um, that middle... uh, different developer. Yeah, that one so... doesn't count. Um, yeah, it's kind of just a rehash of the second one anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, so they're they're bringing that they're bringing the the three core games. I kind of wonder how well um, Arkham Knight would really run on a Switch, but I guess they're just downgrading everything enough to run yeah it's that's the question is are you taking out like destructible physics are you uh t- removing extra assets because it's the driving scenes were always the tough ones uh the world the most of the stuff traversal was fine but until you got to the driving and that's when everything tanked so we'll see um you know they they didn't mention if it was going to be like you know you can kind of think of them trying to be like oh yeah we're going to do the cloud stuff you know later they've done that with a few games before uh to try to make it work but uh, nothing was mentioned on that, so can't really say, you know, to be determined, I guess. Yeah, uh, but you did miss something out of the um, Nintendo, or the Mario releases, because it was three Mario things back-to-back. Oh, what uh, I miss? Uh, it was the Luigi's Mansion, uh, the Dark Moon. Uh, that they, they announced that immediately after Princess Peach. Okay. Uh, so uh, that one is a weird one, because they're, uh, yeah, it's the 3DS sequel to Luigi's Mansion. Um, uh, so out of all the ones to do, they're doing the, the more low key one that no one like, uh, I don't remember people really being like, oh, this is a great game, but they're remaking it. So hopefully they'll make some new twists and, you know, maybe make it, uh, improved because a lot of the people really did like the last Luigi's Mansion game. Uh, so that one seemed to have done really well. Uh, so if they just take what they learned from that and maybe revamp, uh, Dark Moon, it could really go somewhere, maybe. Yeah, uh, there's I mean, at least hope. Maybe they're just trying to cross it off their list so they don't miss miss remaking one before they remake something else or do something else. Um, but or maybe it was cheaper and easier to do. So they're like, well, we can go ahead and remake it and throw it over here and make some people kind of happy uh, without spending way too much money. So it probably did factor in as some kind of business decision, and and that's in that uh parameter yeah possibly all right then what's the next one you got next one is gloomhaven um uh this is a 
originally a board game that they turned into a video game. Um, the board game, so it's a sort of, I don't want to talk too much out of school, but because I've never actually played this. I've wanted to play this with, with friends. Um, but basically the board game, it's it's a little bit of a D&D style, but way heavier on the board game aspects with a lot more pieces and certain things you can and can't do and certain maps and stuff like that. And um, so it's a huge game. It is a huge, huge, huge game. It takes a very long time to set up, take a very long time to play, it takes a very long time to take down. Um, so you don't take it down. You just leave it up. You put it on a table and you just leave it there. Uh, Cause that's what we do. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we're, we're going to put it in a separate room and we're just going to leave it there. And hopefully we'll, get back to it within a month's time uh it is the best way to explain that game is uh it's an rpg that's a deck based game so you have uh you have your set deck your your end up uh they determine your move set uh you have a cost for uh you you're you not only are playing against the enemy and your health but you're also uh have a stamina meter uh so you're running out you know Things cost in order to play, uh, depending on how you rest. And you're slowly getting fatigued as you go through the dungeon. So you may not make it through be uh, because you got killed, or you may not make it through because you literally have no more energy to do anything. And then it boots you back to the front, and you get to take all the loot and then rerun, rerun it again. It is, um, it's very video game-like, actually, in a lot of ways, uh, which... It's kind of it's kind of fun, but also it's very frustrating. And uh, I haven't played the digital version, uh, so I mean, I bet that streamlines a lot of things, uh, and it probably helps a lot with the rules because almost everyone I know has has played the first handful of missions incorrectly, and then you're like, oh, you realize you played incorrectly halfway through, but you died anyways. And so the next time you're playing, you're trying to play. You know, it's it is a chore of a game. And it's a lot of fun, uh, but the thing even gives you the board game even gives you achievements like a, like an actual video game, mm. uh, like the like sticker. It's meant to be, uh, certain things are meant to kind of be like a legacy game where uh, you destroy or you modify uh, the you know the game board itself. Uh, so you're you know you have a sticker sheet you can put on, and as you're accomplishing quests and stuff, you're you're marking things up. So some people cannot handle that or if you're trying to play with multiple groups then you're like oh, i can't mark it because i'm you know so you're you're pulling out a second sheet of paper to do all these critiques and uh notations because like here's who i'm playing with with this group and i want to show another buddy this and yeah that's once again it is a massive massive board game you're right uh the thing weighs a ton and it's a lot of fun they just recently came out with uh frost haven uh that got released after being uh kickstarted and so that's like 200 and something uh, for that game. Uh, it's it's crazy big. Uh, I wanted to kickstart it, but since we don't play the first one enough, uh, to to what we're like, we don't need another giant box collecting dust. We we are trying to play what we have with the first game. Uh, it's an amazing game. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So this one coming to um, coming to Switch. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, so long as the multiplayer is good, I can't see it being a problem. I'm curious if it's uh, split, you know, if you can do multiple uh, characters on one Switch uh, as far as like playing with, you know, multiplayer, because that would be 
probably the best way to do it. Share a screen, share a TV, uh, you know, and not make everyone buy a copy. Uh, but once again, I, I don't know much about the actual digital version. I knew it came out on Steam a while ago, and uh, people seem to like it. It's not hated, so that's good. Yeah, um, I tried to play it a little while ago and on, on Epic, and um, didn't get very far. Something kind of crashed, and I was like, well, I don't even... I was kind of just trying to see what this was like. I didn't really want to, and I wasn't really intending to try to play it hardcore. Um, I I have a D&D group we play online, and uh, this game has come up several times of trying to play this game online because it's like already got a video game sort of set up, so it might be kind of an easy, easy to dip into. But um, yeah, it's interesting that I was kind of surprised they brought it to Switch. Uh, I am curious to see how it would play. Uh, without a big old beefy PC behind it, you know, but uh, you know we'll we'll see. I doubt I'll get to try it, but I don't know. Maybe somebody will. Um, got something else to say? No, the next one seems like right up your alley, though. Yeah, this one almost made me throw up. Just Dance 2024. Um, yeah, uh, Just Dance 2024. They come out every year. Uh, I mean, they made a Star Wars special one, so I assumed you would be all down for that. Uh, they changed all the dance moves and some, some of the lyrics to uh, to fit your Star Wars needs. I forget when that was. That was like 360 era. Uh, well, I think it's clear which honestly, one of us knows the most about these games. Um, oh yeah, dude, I've played I've played this one in Japan. Uh, that one had had Japanese specific songs. There was a superhero one, so you get a Sentai, you know, like Power Rangers uh, level. Our song and it was uh, it was pretty great to do while hammered. Uh, yep, uh, it's one of those things that uh, I've tried with. Uh, it's almost better to do with uh, like back with the Wii or with the Switch, where you have the controls. Uh, if you're trying to do just based off camera, uh, that it's kind of iffy depending on your lighting, so it may not register. Uh, but yeah, they have a. Ubisoft does a really good job with their service subscription service games like this. I think they're trying to follow the same model with Rocksmith uh, because uh, what they do is at Just Dance, they have a, uh, when you, first time you do, you sign up with them, you can get a free month of their Just Dance service, which has like their back catalog of all their, or at least a lot of their stuff. They have rotating songs, things like that. Uh, and I know Ubisoft's trying to do something with uh, Rocksmith where like, you can do a subscription-based service and they'll be updating things um, and keeping that live model going so they can continue to get money opposed to one done and or just paying for DLC. Yeah. So, yeah. They somehow, you know, like, new songs come out every year, so they keep on licensing new and new stuff all the time. Keep on making it. Uh, yeah, so next up, uh, Silent Hope. Which is an anime action RPG. Um, looked sort of interesting, but uh, not really enough to to beat out a lot of the other stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, another quick one. Uh, Fay Farm Farming Sim. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hot Wheels Two Unleashed. <laughs> um, Hot Wheels game. Uh, I heard a while ago about this one Hot Wheels game that was actually pretty good, uh, surprisingly. I was listening to um, 
a podcast. Um, and it was the only one that I ever heard talk about Hot Wheels, but, but it was on like their game of the year list. It like made it like into the top, into the top 10, just barely or something like that, or top 20 or something like that. So, um, well, the first Hot Wheels Unleashed is on uh, Game Pass actually right now, and I know that they did a. I'm pretty sure they did a Hot Wheels DLC for Forza Horizon, one of the like okay. couple years back. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it you know, it's not necessarily a kart game or like you know, but it's uh, if you need a whacking racing game, then I don't see any harm in that. Yeah, yeah. So if you're into that, then go get that. Um, next up, Manic Mechanics, also kind of tuned out here. Uh, it looked like Overcooked, but for like you know building vehicles, is you know if or some you know close you know same same but different. Same same so. but different different. Uh, you heard it here first, yeah. So uh, that that's a game that you could play if you wanted to uh, at some point. Next up, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope DLC. Um, more Mario plus Rabbids, if you're into that. Uh, yep, never, I haven't beaten the first one. I really liked it. I uh, made it pretty far, just never got around to finishing it. And so because of that, I've been like, oh, I would rather finish the first than uh, go ahead and start with the second game. Though for everything I heard, uh, it's a good sequel. Yeah, I mean, they really, um, the best decision they ever made was to get released with Mario on the title at the time of the Switch's release. Like, that was probably the probably their most sales that they've ever gotten. And like our last episode, uh, Better With Guns. Better, uh, so Mario is better with guns. Better with guns. I mean, they gave, they gave Ryu a gun in Fortnite, and that, that turned out okay. Look, man, these video game characters, they are strong advocates for the Second Amendment. Like, they know what they, they, know what they want. Um, okay, so next up, Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince, a monster wrangling kind of game. Uh, yeah, so seems like a Dragon Quest game looks, I don't know how much it's going to like, like be like a normal Dragon Quest game with the monster wrangling added on, or if they're going to kind of wholly commit to that being oh, they the have, main they're thing. wholly committing to it because the whole gimmick is uh, you're cursed and you're not able to fight monsters physically. So you have to use the monsters in, to do your battling for you. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that should be interesting, I guess. Uh, and then now we're coming to another one of the big announcements um, for the whole thing. Uh, Pikmin 4 uh, finally coming out. Uh, man. I remember when Pikmin 1 came out. Uh, that was a good, fun little game. Um, played a little bit of Pikmin 2, missed Pikmin 3. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I, I, uh, I definitely have some, some nostalgia for Pikmin. And uh, this seemed like more of Pikmin, but um, with a few interesting things added in. Looks like it'll be a, a well-made game game um yeah i i really don't i've kind of missed the whole pikmin series the best thing to come out of pikmin in my brain is the old japanese commercial uh for the original pikmin because in like 0102 uh that's when i was over in japan as a high school student and 
on the the trailers for it had a wonderful little soft like song ditty and uh all i remember from it is be like yeah them singing it like roughly translated like and they're all eaten you know like tabe areru like as they're as you're seeing the thing just munch on them and i'm like that is hilarious and i love it um i didn't have a gamecube at the time so i completely missed it and but yeah that that little song was such a happy and cheerful thing and then just them talking about you know how they're getting eaten was just hilarious to me so well anyway i'm looking forward to this um it's got a new mechanic of like you have a basically like it's not a dog but it's basically like a dog um that is a special sort of character unit uh, his name is ochi and he crashes through things and stuff like that so see how how that goes but i was uh i was um i was glad to see this and uh, i'll be interested to play it um yeah it's i think it's a it's a pun because like uh pochi or pochi uh is like oh, yeah. their their version of fido yeah in japan so that's kind of like yeah them playing off that yeah i'm uh, sure yeah. there's some some dang pun there somewhere um so next up metal gear master collection volume one this is going to be Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, and uh, the old Metal Gear games from the Nintendo and Super Nintendo, I believe. I could be a little bit fuzzy on um, that. Yeah, no, it's the, uh, I think it's the MSX or something like that, the, uh, which is the original 2, and then the NES uh, 1 and 2, because Snake's Revenge isn't technically uh, the sequel, but it is in America. So... Uh, essentially, it's it's those um, original classics. So if you want to play the real ones, like the uh, which were originally released, I think uh, as Metal Gear Three Subsistence uh, mm -hmm. Bundle, that's where you you were able to actually play that on the PlayStation uh, PlayStation Two. Uh, they had those access there. Uh, yeah, it's a solid collection. Uh, there, it looks like they're going with uh, the original Metal Gear uh, Solid opposed to uh twin snakes and which that means that it's not as broken because twin snakes look good in a lot of ways but it was also uh they gave it gave, they gave you that first person view that they gave in uh the second game and it kind of broke certain boss fights uh so yeah uh um they they announced this uh this was announced in other events or other showcases as well so uh yeah this should be fun yeah, it might be a pretty good way to to grab uh, the Metal Gear, um, uh, Metal Gear Solid stuff if uh, if you want it on the Switch and on the go. Um, next up, Vampire Survivors is coming to the Switch. Uh, very good game. Uh, I wonder how much it'll be. Probably like five bucks, like it is everywhere else. Is that how much it costs? Six bucks. I don't know. I, I I almost feel like you know the whole joke about switch tax. Uh, I always feel like this. You know, digital will probably be the same across the board, but I can see them make if someone like Limited Run will probably do a physical copy and then charge like twenty bucks for it or something. Yeah, um, probably. But yeah, I didn't see, I, I didn't see a price for it, so unknown. Um, right. Yeah, but this is a great game. Uh, I I'm wondering if it's going to come out re be released with the DLC right out the gate, or if it's going to be you know uh or if they're just going to make you get that separate but a lot of times because games come so late on the switch they give you the complete package which is you know a bonus at least for 
if you're you know getting it on the switch you're like all right i'm paying maybe a little bit more but at least i get the whole series and i don't have to get it pay separately for the dlc uh but yeah the base game right now is five bucks uh on steam and so it's you know it's under 10 bucks uh for at least the two dlcs and then it's like 12 bucks for if you can include the soundtrack so yeah yeah um vampire survivors good game um play it all right next up headbangers uh i forgot what this was completely uh it was the pigeon um rhythm game oh yeah this is the one where he's like it's a pigeon yes a pigeon right you're a pigeon uh it's like it's like a pigeon party game with with rhythm so something like a wario game uh which will come up later interesting uh Penny, Penny's Big Breakaway, another game. Yeah, um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Sonic Mania before. This mm-hmm. is actually the guys who made Sonic Mania. Uh, there, this is actually their uh, next game they made after that. And so this is uh, this really does harken back to the look of a um, an old platformer. Uh, this is a three D platforming game. Uh, has a very unique style to it, and so anyone who's a fan of those old aesthetics will totally dig it. Um, not for me necessarily, but it does look like what they do. They do well. So, all right, good deal. Uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster Course Pass. They're still plugging Mario Kart Eight. Uh, cool. Yeah, I think this is the fifth, the the fifth season or whatever. I oh, thought okay. it was. Um, I honestly can't remember. Uh, I didn't go with it, so I just have I I still have the base game, and I stopped playing that forever ago. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So next up, uh, one I thought was kind of interesting, Star Ocean: The Second Story R. Um, this is a, a remake. You were telling me before the podcast, I didn't know this, but you're telling me that that uh, this is actually the second time they've remade this second game, right? Yeah, so um, Star Ocean Second Story originally came out on the PlayStation uh, and the PlayStation 1. Uh, that was a phenomenal game. Uh, it was really uh, innovative. I mean, this was an Enix game. And so before Square Enix, you know, uh, there was Squaresoft and just Enix. Uh, this, this one was really neat because you had... Uh, you had this act, this combat system, but also you had like the characters you met. Uh, you could choose between a uh, male or female uh, protagonist, uh, and so the two main people that meet up in the beginning, you pretty much automatically start carrying on their mission from that point. Um, so if you're playing as the guy, uh, you have certain party members that you'll meet, and you know you can actually there was like a light dating mechanics uh, involved as well. Uh, but there's full-on characters that you just would not meet um, if you played as the female character and vice versa. So it was just like, it really did open up a lot of windows. Uh, you didn't have to pair off with like, you know, traditionally, if you had the main uh, hero, uh, you would automatically win with the main heroine. Uh, but in this case, you know, like you can choose who you want to uh, romance as far as, um, I think it was only opposite genders, uh, but because of the way that played out and a lot of the story content, uh, one of the things they touted was like over 80 different endings. Uh, I only got like two, 
Uh, and I was like, that game was super long. So I'm like, I'm not getting all these endings. And so, you know, uh, looking back, it probably is like small variants. Like, um, you know, you have their main, the main people who you're partying with. And if you're, so you can probably have some of their main endings. But I can see them, uh, a lot of these other quote unquote endings being like minor tweaks. You know, I can, you know, just to qualify as 80 plus endings. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they made the, uh, they made Second Evolution uh, for the PSP. And that was around the same time they came out with uh, the um, uh, Star Ocean, uh, the first game. And because the first one was originally a uh, Super Famicom game. And so what they did was they went ahead and came out with this as their uh, first departure is what they called it. And that was the first time I was able to play it anyways on the PSP. So PSP had both uh, First Departure and Second Evolution. And so they're re-releasing this again, this, the second game. Uh, I really like this game. I have a huge nostalgic spot for it. It was one of the few first major RPGs I played on the PlayStation. A uh, lot of time sunk into it. Uh, there's no way in hell I'm playing this game. Uh, <laughs> Again, I'll buy yeah. it. Pro- I'm gonna buy it, and I, <laughs> like if they have a physical copy, I'll probably guarantee buy it, have it on my shelf. But I'm not gonna actually um, play it because I just do not have that kind of time. Uh, but it's it's an awesome look. It, the way they're redoing it, uh, I think it's really good looking. Uh, has you know the uh, kind of that Octopath uh, Traveler aesthetic, where you have like a j- big chunky sprite. Uh, and then, you know, uh, a more of a CG background, uh, looks like a lot of the, if not all the voice, the, uh, voices are, you know, uh, spoken this time around. So they have dialogue for all of it and that's really nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the gameplay itself was really cool for, especially for the time because it followed the tales series, like tales of Fantasia, um, tales of Symphonia as a lot of people would know later on and stuff like that, but it was an active, like arena that you get to uh, battle in. So you can actively move around, dodge enemies and, you know, cast uh, spells and combos and stuff like that. So they are tweaking the combat uh, and they're making things a little more accessible for this game. Uh, yeah, this was, like I said, this was a really fun RPG and it was really innovative for the time. So yeah, would you really uh, happy about this? Would you recommend So you'd recommend me playing it? on this because oh, i never yeah, played totally. it's 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 really it's really unique um i would say play this new one when it comes out you don't have to play the old one i don't think it's i don't find the old one necessarily as like as like sacred you know like I mean, oh I yeah you have to do it jump into this second story or yeah you don't and, you do not have okay. to know the first game uh literally how they started off is you are the son of one of the main heroes uh of the first game and you're not even like that that your dad isn't even the main hero he's just one of the party members okay so uh and essentially you guys are flying in space you're on a you're on like a planet and you touch a piece of something and you tell yourself teleported to a uh foreign planet uh and there's a legend in that uh area of a hero to come from the heaven with a sort of light and of course the hero has to be blonde hair blue eyed uh, happens to meet your description and the sort of light, uh, the main, uh, female Raina, if I remember correctly, um, and like Klaus or Claude, uh, is the main male. Uh, but she sees you like she's in danger of a monster and he has like a, 
a plasma weapon or a laser weapon and he fires it which makes it uh, you know it's a bright light uh and so she looks at she sees that as like the sword of light in legend so it's like a blonde dude with a sword of light he's he's obviously our hero to save us from whatever disaster and that's kind of how the story goes um he unfortunately cannot use his um, his energy weapon or his phaser or whatever because it's limited on battery essentially. Uh, so he has to learn he has to learn the way of the sword. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a good game. Uh, lots of time put into it, but you do not need to know the first story at all. Uh, it is meant to be its own isolated thing. Cool man. I hope I can check that out. Um, yeah, uh, very interesting. I I had no idea you had that much history with the game. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was it's a phenomenal game. I I really love that original game. Okay, makes sense why they're remaking it again. Uh, next up, WarioWare Move It. Uh, I don't have too much experience with WarioWare games, but uh, apparently they're pretty fun. Pretty fun party games, is that right? Uh yeah. Also super uh, super interested in this. The only problem is I don't have Joy Cons to spare, so that like. Uh, chances are one of my buddies who who you know uh, have switch you know has a switch will have multiple con- you know joy cons uh, but they are the uh, they're the right kind of stupid man they've always been that way they are the most silly uh, the most Japanese thing you can think of as far as like the late 90s early 2000s you know like whenever you thought of like Japan just being silly that's what these are uh, they're very absurd and out of left field uh mini games and yeah they're they're phenomenal uh so for sure play it if you want to if you want to have a good laugh with people uh give it a shot because sometimes you'll you won't even know what's going on especially when you're first learning these games uh and you're just like you are with your friends and you're like what is it? what am i supposed to be doing and someone does something and wins or something happens to you, you're like wait what and then you just by the time you have a chance to react they're already moving to the next game. So you're still in shock from the last one, and then you're having to prep for whatever they throw at you the next time around. It's it's hilarious. Got to pick up the pieces and hurry it up. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, so people will be looking out for that. Uh, next up, they had this little announcement for Nintendo Live in uh, Seattle uh, being put on by PAX West, seems like. Uh, so, yeah, they took time to announce that. Um, won't be able to make it out there for that until maybe you will, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, so going on the, the final thing that they announced here, save the best for last, like usual, um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, a 2D or 2.5D Mario game, uh, looks, looks pretty good. Looks like an old school uh, Super Mario style game, and uh, I'm pretty excited for this. How, how about you? So yeah, this is like a better version of the new Super Mario games that they came out with uh, a while ago for the 3DS. So they had a whole line of they had like two or three, I think at least two uh, new Super Mario games that they had come out with, and those were more of a nostalgic throwback to the original games, uh, like. But this one is actually doing innovation, which is really nice. Uh, they're really, twi- th- you know, changing the formula and making you have fun with uh, the medium, and that's really good. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I probably won't 
I don't know, I just don't really have time to play with my Switch that often. Uh, but this is like something awesome and unique. So I think they're doing the right thing with this for sure. Uh, but with you know, like I said, as far as compared to the old the those new Super Mario games that had come out, the quote unquote new uh, title, uh, those ones were okay. Uh, they looked nice, but this, like I said, is really uh, interesting how they're playing. You know, they they changing uh, the flowers to talk. The the you know they're doing all sorts of weird things to Mario himself, uh, making him stretch, making him transform. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be interesting to see and i think people are going to have a lot of fun with it yeah it seems like a good stopgap. you know now that we've you know we we got uh we got a metroid game uh we had before that we had you know odyssey uh, mario odyssey we have a new zelda game now um it's probably going to be a little while before we actually get the next mario game though i think it's been uh guessed at or semi announced as to when that's coming out but um this is a good Kind of like an off, like an off year for that. We can go ahead and throw throw that in there, get that, ha- have some fun with it, and uh, and move on before uh, before um, the next kind of big ticket Nintendo title comes out. So yeah, it looks interesting. Um, I am I am uh, definitely uh, excited for it. I don't know how I'm gonna afford uh, money wise or time wise to play all these games, especially with all the other games coming out. From all the other systems and stuff, but uh, just have to pick and choose and make it work. But yeah, anyway, um, that's going to be it for the Nintendo Direct that happened uh, just a little while ago. Um, so uh, next up, we do have a little bit more news, um, some smaller stuff. Something that I wanted to talk about was uh, Diablo 4 players uh, have been calling for an offline mode in the wake of multiple uh, DDoS attacks. Um, uh, This past Sunday, uh, so I guess back on uh, the uh, 20, uh, June 20, let me guess, June 24th, is that right? Um, There was, uh, uh, and I think that's Saturday as well, there were some uh, DDoS attacks that made playing the game impossible for some people um i was actually about to head out uh saturday night um but had a few minutes before i needed to go so i wanted to try to play some diablo and uh i fired that up and it wouldn't load or no it would load it would load in but i was just as just lagging to like no end i was like what is going on this is completely uncharacteristic there was no reason for that to happen um, and then Sunday, um, had some trouble, uh, with it. I was actually able to play a little bit on Sunday, I think. Um, but, uh, then Monday night I was not able to play at all. Uh, after like for like a two hour stretch, I kept checking and, um, wasn't able to play at all. And then kind of hear about all of these, uh, all these attacks. Um, I would like an offline mode. I kind of, I understand why they don't do that. Um, but it's stupid. They need to create an offline mode for these kinds of things because they just like you're just opening yourself up to to a D, like a, a a DDoS attack if if you don't have an offline mode. It's just like well, we can really, for lack of a better term, fuck up your shit uh, by just doing a, a a DDoS attack, and it's 
from what I understand, it's really not that hard to perform. Um, so anyway. no, uh, so the the whole reasoning or the big reasoning behind it is they don't want people, you know, like modding or hacking. Like generally speaking, they don't want people messing with the accounts and you know cheating their way to success. Um, it's also kind of like a DRM thing. Oh, yeah. uh, I it doesn't really matter. It should people should play the game how they want it. You should be allowed to if you want to play the game broken and max level. You should be allowed to. Um, but I feel that way with most things. But also, you know, some people don't want to spend the time to grind to find the best loot. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I've not had a chance to play this game. Uh, I actually got a copy from the library, uh, and I haven't had. I it took. Uh, I loaded it up or I finally got it on. I've just been too busy to actually have it. So hopefully I can fire that up on the PlayStation soon. And uh, maybe we can get a game in or two, but I know you've been playing it a bit. So you're, you're going to be quite a ways ahead. So unless if you want to uh, start a new character, they, uh, they make it yeah. pretty easy to start a new character. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but well, so I guess I should say too much, but it seems like it'll be pretty easy. Cause it's like, you can pick your main character or you can say start a new character and it just, I think it'll just do it. So, um, yeah, whenever you fired up, um, maybe we can, uh, you can play on on one character and then we can restart again and just have, you know, our, you know, our Nick and Joe time characters. Um, just just power level me, just carry me through just, you know, like, (laughs) like this podcast, (laughs) take my level one to your level, like 30, like zone and uh, just, just, just protect me. I will spend uh, I will spend uh, uh, you know fifteen to twenty hours uh, doing that for you, sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I not too much else to say. I just I think that you're right. I think that people should be allowed to play the game how they want to play the game, and DRM sucks, and um, you know, an offline mode is is um, obviously something that should be done. Uh, but anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, there was uh, one other little announcement you had here. Yeah. Um, uh, just, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, we're doing this on Thursday. Uh, the steam summer sale has just gone live today. It'll be going through July 13th, I believe. And yeah, so now's a good time to, uh, possibly pick up anything and get ready for, uh, hunkering down for the summer. Uh, especially if you're somewhere where like up north uh, in the you know North America and you're suffering from uh, you know like all the smoke, maybe you don't want to actually go outside and enjoy the uh, smoky filled air and you just want to hunker down and uh, ignore the outside world, uh, you know stay in the shade. Which is the best so, policy. Yeah. Ignoring the outside world. This podcast recommends ignoring the outside world. Yeah, it's uh, social lives are uh, overrated, uh, for sure. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so Steam Steam Summer Sale. I took a look, uh, a couple things, um, pretty interesting. So I found a couple. I found like this one two dollar two dollar game. I don't even know what it was, but I was like, hmm, I might pick that up, uh, just because it's so dang cheap and it was something I kind of wanted to play. But yeah, take a look at that if you want to. Um, last thing. Um, I uh, mentioned we started talking about Diablo four a little bit already. Uh, I have been playing it for several weeks. Uh, not, not super far into it, I guess. Um, for having, for it having been out for this long, uh, been, I've been able to play it about 20 hours, 21 hours. Um, and, uh, it's 
pretty fun. It took a little while to get to that point. Um, honestly, I found the early game to be so incredibly easy that I was really considering taking it back. Um, it was insanely easy. Um, I decided to go with the Necromancer class, and I think that might be the problem. I think that the Necromancer class maybe is a little overpowered at the beginning. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe the rest of the classes are that way too. I've talked to some other people who have played a little bit. They didn't seem to have that, that complaint or that thought that it was uh, super easy. Um, after about 10 hours is when I started to get into some stuff where I had enough stuff going on in what I could do and um, the enemies were getting difficult and there was a bunch of extra side stuff kind of going on being opened up that I uh, was like okay I think I've entered Diablo 4 proper it is the kind of the where they want you to be in the game um, and so it's gotten more interesting since then story so far has been interesting um, I've it started out sort of like okay ho hum, but it's it's um it's improved. Um, I do have some some criticism of it, um, a little bit deeper criticism. I think I'll save until later. I want to kind of fully form it and maybe try to get to the end of the game. I think I am like two thirds or three quarters of the way through the main story. Um, they say the main story can be beaten in like eighteen and a half ish hours. Um, that seems kind of fast to me, but I guess if you're really good at the game, um, then you can do it that fast. But like I, there's been a couple of times where I've, especially, you know, more recently I've needed to go level cause I just get my ass kicked and it's like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go level. I gotta go do something else. Um, but yeah, probably gonna finish that up before the next podcast, uh, at least the main storyline and then, uh, maybe play some, some multiplayer or something like that. But yeah, um, pretty good game. I think it's, I'll just leave it at that. Pretty good game. Looking forward to you playing a little bit of it, Joe. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, I remember Necromancer being my class of choice in Diablo three. Uh, so, Hardcore. you know, it's, it's, it's nice being able to, uh, roll around with a, a little mini posse, uh, <laughs> helps, especially when you're playing solo. And so that's probably why the early game might've been a little easier for you. Uh, I mean, hey, anyone, anyone who could help take away the aggro for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll get that, you know, get that in next time we, uh, next time around. Uh, there's uh, one or two other things I'm, I have on my plate, uh, but unfortunately, this last week, uh, you know, I finally, the one thing is, I finally got Game Pass up and running on my PC. <laughs> oh yeah, it was down for a couple weeks. Uh, it was only like by like the fourth or fifth time that I completely um, erased all the Microsoft stuff on my computer that it would let me uh, as far as Game Pass, companion apps, uh, you know, the Xbox app, and then having to reload all that stuff. And don't know what happened, but, you know, like I said, uh, I tried a bunch of different random things. And like fourth or fifth time, re reinstalling everything and then signing in, boom, just worked. I'm like... You know what? I'm not really sure what the hell happened and how it got back working. I'm not gonna care so long as it's back running. I don't, you know, it's like. So yeah, that's it. Um, you know, it, it's finally working again. Unfortunately, if this happens to anyone else, 
good luck uh, just uninstall everything that says xbox on it um you know or game pass related and then try restalling all that uh bit by bit you know uh and hopefully it'll fix itself i don't know yeah that was it was very uh, it wasted i wasted so much time doing that it was I was if it like literally the it was like if this doesn't work this time I'm gonna have to do a clean reinstall of Windows, and I <laughs> really just did not want to do that. That's how uh, annoying man. this was. Well, um, so yeah, I'm glad I avoided that. Well, Joe, I'm glad you got it running. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. Uh, but no. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, making it this far, and uh, you know we're really happy that you made it. And thanks, Nick, for uh, being on with me today, as always. All right, well, all of you out there, uh, I hope you all have a uh, those in uh, North America. Hope you have a great, uh, safe Fourth of July, you know, weekend. And for everyone else, uh, until next time, take it easy, guys. Bye.